0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Kokoro Movement Podcast. On this episode, we have David Paratino. He is the owner of Kingsfield Fitness, which is a company that makes uh, vibrating foam rollers and theraguns. And the most amazing part of this story is that he is just out of college. This is his first job, is starting this business. Really amazing conversation. I'm just going to jump right into it. Here we go. David Tarantino, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you today?
1: Hey, Jesse, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have this conversation.
0: Absolutely. So let's uh, give everybody a little bit of your background. And uh, so kind of what I'm, yeah, so let's uh, start with who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So uh, I'm a former Division I uh, college hockey player, actually. Um, I had a few injuries, tore my left labrum uh, when I was 21, and then immediately when I came back, tore my other hip labrum. So I had uh, multiple surgeries and I spent a lot of time investing in my rehab and um, studying up on different rehab protocols and techniques and recovery products and solutions for athletes. So um, I kind of developed a passion for recovery and specifically active recovery um, products and tools for to help athletes and anyone who's involved in fitness. So That's why I started this brand, Kingsfield Fitness. We provide active recovery and mobility tools to help athletes um, prepare for competition, practice, uh, as well as perform better and recover better after. So um, it's pretty much it. We have tools like our massage guns, vibrating foam rollers that people find very effective. And um, it brings me a lot of joy to be able to provide so uh, so much value to, to people out there.
0: And so you were in college before you started this company? So did you just start this company right out of college?
1: I started while I was in college my last year, um, kind of on the side. And just pretty much while I was a student athlete too, so I didn't have too much free time. But um, kind of put aside all the junk, all the Netflix, all the all the stuff that don't really it doesn't really add value to my life and invested it in trying to grow this business. So um been doing it since about late August last year, so almost a year now. Okay. And, uh, doing it full time now since since the uh school year and um since my uh hockey career ended. So yeah.
0: That's so epic because normally people, you know, go to college and then get out of college and dink around for a few years and then you know hate their jobs and then figure out what they want to do and then do that. But you just kind of started out with a bang, right? With with, uh, what you wanted to do right away.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, when I was coming back from my second hip surgery, like I said, it was my uh, senior year. And then uh, so I registered that year and that's when I initially tried the um, Hyperice vibrating foam roller and similar product to what we offer about uh, twice as expensive. And I figured it really helped me personally and so I, I looked more into it found a um did a lot of research around the topic and um ultimately was able to provide them at a much more affordable price to to people so um i figured people could really benefit from having access to these Yeah. And, um, so yeah so yeah i mean i i did a lot during my my red shirt year on the side last year or so um and I plan to continue doing it uh in the future so yeah uh, so, yeah I had so a lot of people kind of take their time out of college but I was fortunate enough to to find a passion behind something and um uh just blessed to be able to do it you know in this day and age
0: that's really cool so then uh so the first product that you came out with then was the uh the vibrating foam roller like you said right that's correct okay and then so what um how did you figure out how to make that cuz that seems like that seems like kind of a daunting task for somebody who's in college to figure out how to manufacture this vibrating foam roller f- for sale from, and uh, like you said, for a lot more affordable price than a majority of the ones that are out there.
1: Right. Um, I did a lot of research. I have background in, in business and um, knew some manufacturers. So I was able to design and implement what I wanted and um, create a product with the technology that I had in mind. And, um, and then obviously the, the lower price comes with the smaller marketing budget and that's how I'm able to pass along those lower prices to the customer. So, um, I don't really have much of a marketing budget right now right. and uh, I plan to, you know, I like to interact with people in, in the community and, um, do things like this, come on podcasts and just talk. I don't want, I try not to be too sales either. Just try to talk about all things fitness and recovery. And if people want to buy the product, that's great. If people don't or if people just want to, read up on the blog, then that's even better to me. So, um, anything, anything that helps I like doing.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. And so, um, and then you have another product, right? What was that one?
1: Uh, we we just came out with the, our massage gun, our version of the massage gun. It's called the gun. Um, it's a portable handheld massage. It has about three hour battery, six different speeds, um, screen uh, interface. So, uh, it's pretty cool.
0: Um, and, how long did it take you to come out with that one? You guys just came out with it?
1: Yeah, we just came out with it. So, um, I kind of had that in mind from the start, but, um, uh, a little bit harder to design and manufacture. Um, so yeah, took, a, mm-hmm. took a while, lots of research, lots of time and, um, excited for sure.
0: Right on. So, uh, how many, do you have any employees or is it just you?
1: Uh, it's just me right now. I have, uh, people that definitely help me. Um, And, uh, but right now it's just me. That's a full-time employee.
0: Right on. So then what were your, like, so this is so interesting. So what are your, uh, what were your first steps? Did you, so you obviously wanted to do the vibrating foam roller first and then did you design your own website or did you have somebody help you with that?
1: Yeah, I designed my own website. I have a background in business. So I took several digital marketing courses in college and always wanted to start my own business. Um, and for anyone out there who's recommending starting your own business, make sure you do it around something you're you're passionate about, or else it just it won't it just won't someone else will beat you. So
0: yeah, I um,
1: yeah, finally found something that I could get passionate about, and because of my injuries, um, yeah. and then as far as the website goes, I just took a lot of digital marketing courses. Um, you can find a lot out on the internet and teach yourself if you're willing to commit the time to it.
0: Yeah, that's one of those really interesting things that we have about the internet right now is you can pretty much like find anything that you could possibly ever want to get you started and moving in a direction that you want to go. And so I think it's a really underutilized tool. Like I had a friend of mine who totally replaced the whole entire front end of his truck just watching YouTube videos. You know, when was the last time you could be able to do that? So this we live in the age of information and And you're proof positive that if you just figure out a way to aim it, then you can just really start making a substantial amount of progress in your life because you're competing with some pretty big companies right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm very fortunate to be alive in this day and age. Like you can business with the internet, you can connect with people all over the world and do things like this, come on podcasts and um, interact with with people that have similar interests and provide value to them. So um, I'm very fortunate that I'm. I'm around here and uh, (laughs) they're typically graduating in this time so yeah
0: yeah so then uh, what like what uh, uh, entrepreneurs are you following to kind of help kind of motivate you to get you going in the direction that you want to go cuz like you know one of the bigger influences uh, for me was like Gary Vaynerchuk like he's the guy that's like hey do what you want to do and do it right now because this is the time to do it and we you know live in this day and age where there's like Facebook and Instagram, these platforms that are free that you can really use to your benefit for a very uh, nominal price, if not even free. You know what I mean? You just got to put in the work and the discipline.
1: Yeah. I, I love Gary B. I mean, yeah. he's awesome. I'll follow him listen to his podcast every single one. Yeah, uh, read A lot of books. I see quite a few behind you. I, yeah. I a book a month. Um, just one of the things I pr- I really, um, one of the things that we value at, at Kingsfield fitness is investing in yourself. Yeah. And so I don't do anything that doesn't add value to myself and, uh, reading books, off uh, verified sources, um, whatever it is you want to get into, find the right people. You can learn from them, read their books. Everyone's different. Like if you, if you want to watch YouTube videos, watch YouTube videos, Yeah. find what works for you and the resources are out there. So, um, uh, we live in an amazing time right now and it's important to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, so the book thing, that's a, I'm kind of in a a downward slump on the reading part because I'm trying to implement right now. So that's like, you know, for the last, um, I graduated massage school uh, almost five years ago. And so that is one of the biggest things that's just so easy to do. And it's just such a, a targeted education is just buying books that you want about stuff that you want to learn about. Like, so there's billions of marketing books out there and there's billions of, of entrepreneurial books out there. And there's billions of, you know, like in my field, there's anatomy and physiology and whatever you want to learn, there's books out there. So just buying them and, and reading them, but then also implementing them is uh, where I'm at right now. So, you know, I'm not reading as much, but I'm just trying to figure out, how to implement all this knowledge into my business because it's so varied and there's so many different directions that you can go.
1: For sure. And I think it's also important to, to go back and reread like what you learned and the repetition principles important. And that's something I try to do is to go back and reread what I've, what I've highlighted in each book and um, kind of, you know, reiterate what I've learned and make sure I'm still implementing those principles and those um, techniques into my life.
0: Yeah. And so that's like Gary Vaynerchuk's perfect for that, right? Like every single podcast, he's like, why aren't you doing this? And you're like, well, shit, I don't know. I should probably start doing that and then it'll be better. You know what I mean? So he's yeah, a, he's yeah, a he's yeah. really redundant message, but it's like stuff that you'd obviously need to hear if you keep listening to it. You know what I mean?
1: For sure. Yeah. No, Gary's awesome. I, like I said, I listen to his podcast all the time and it fires me up. That's one of the reasons uh on top of my injuries, you know, just listening to him and, um, kind of gave me the extra motivation to to keep going, especially in the early days, the hardest part starting, but um, yeah, find someone to listen to if if you're interested, especially Gary, like I can't, I haven't heard one person say a bad thing about him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, let's talk about your injuries because that's a, that's a pivotal moment. It seems like with everybody in the industry, right. Is when you identify as a thing and then you're no longer that thing, You can't like, so for me, it was, uh, you know, uh, I blew my back out, um, when I was a competitive CrossFit athlete and I didn't do it doing CrossFit. I did it filming this guy who was walking down the stairs on his hands and I was walking down the stairs backwards, which theoretically should be easier, but apparently I screwed it up. And so I thought I was on the last step, but I was on the fourth step and I took a big step backwards and just jacked my back up. And then five days later was doing heavy back squats and then just that was the end of me. You know, I was like lying on the ground um for probably about two hours and then it was uh my then girlfriend, my now wife, it was her birthday, so I had to suck it up and like take her out to dinner and you know, could barely walk. It was terrible. So that the you know, just not being able to identify as an athlete anymore because of these injuries is, is such a pivotal moment for people. And that's a, that's a, uh, pretty common thing amongst, you know, chiropractors, PTs, massage therapists, and, uh, people such as yourself. So let's, uh, let's talk about that. So how long did you play hockey for?
1: Yeah, I played hockey my whole life. Um, I was fortunate enough. I had pretty good physical therapists, uh, to come back from those injuries. But it's just everything was so modified after that, it was never fully um, recovered. So, uh, like I said, I played hockey my whole life, um, played college hockey, had some opportunity to play professionally after, but ultimately decided to pursue this. Um, and because of the, my current health situation, I figured it'd be best to not damage my body any more than it already is. So, uh, yeah. I want to be able to walk when I'm 40 and 50. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I had a lot of good experiences, a lot of relationships that um, I'll have for the rest of my life throughout my hockey playing career. And then, obviously, started this business because of my injuries. And so I think it's important if you're interested and in, if anyone's interested in starting something, it's to find something that you're passionate about, find your why, um, and start there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So then you said you had torn labrums, right? And that was in your hips?
1: Yeah, I tore each labrum in my hip. Uh, came back from my first one. Uh, six it's a six month recovery immediately yeah. tore my left hip in the in the first game i came back and um so it's a weird injury you can play with it for a while you it's kind of as much as you can tolerate it but um ultimately it gets to a point where you, you just can't handle the the pain and um it's uh it's also a kind of a result of overtraining or improper training especially with hockey, it's a little bit different than most sports, like your hips, um, your pelvis is going to be tilted forward more because of the hip flexor pull. So it's important for everyone to find, like everyone's body works differently, whatever exercise you're doing. um, It's most likely not going to be a natural thing to your body. Walking or running, Um, you know, most sports are uh, like hockey, for example, like humans are, are not meant to skate. So, you got to make sure that you know how, how to train properly and how to compensate for those muscle imbalances.
0: Right. And how to recover properly from that too. And because uh, like you said, the further we get into sport, the less human we become, right? So like, you're, like you uh, alluded to with your hockey playing, you're, we're not made to just constantly drive out to the side like that as we're moving forward. That's not a natural thing for human beings to do. Um, another example is baseball. Like we're built to throw stuff, but we're not to built to throw stuff a thousand times in a week. You know what I mean? So like, that's where all those shoulder injuries come from. So you need to train accordingly. So golf is the same way. You're only rotating one direction and not the other. So then that, that leads to a lot of compensation. So, um, one of the things that I talk to my clients about is like, how important is your sport to you? Because are you going to be a professional at that thing? then we need to continue with that compensation pattern. But if you're, if you're just doing it because you're passionate about it, then we need to make you a little bit less better at the sport and make you a little bit more uh, efficient at being a human so that you have a little bit less injury, right? So um, speaking on your uh, your labrum injuries, like my wife um, is uh, still in the recovery process. of She uh, tore her labrum playing rugby, years ago and then never really addressed it until she started getting into the point where she was in uh, such excruciating pain all the time that she couldn't even walk and she's a nurse. So she has to walk all the time. Right. And so once they finally got in there and did the MRI, she had a, uh, a, a cam lesion. And then over years of compensation, she had, um, acetabular impingement syndrome. So she they had to shave off part of her, the, um, acetabulum as well as uh the neck of her femur and you know so it's still a long recovery process so it's bonkers to me that you were uh playing hockey six months later because she's a year out and still you know working on some stuff
1: yeah no exactly uh i think uh typical recovery is around six months but to be able to play a competitive sport at that point is uh pretty rare um yeah I was fortunate to have such great physical therapists and that helped me along the way. And, um, so that's how I was able to, and naturally I'm very competitive. So I always tried to push it and, um, I I don't regret it. Um, felt like I was ready to play. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's a, and that's one of the things and one of the reasons why I started this business. And one of the reasons why you started yours is because we, we understand the overwhelming, drive it takes to, um, get back from an injury and how, how passionate people are about their sport, whatever it is, like runners are another good example, right? They're probably, um, one of the, the, the most likely people that are going to be buying your products is because, you know, they're, that's how they, they can't function without running every day. That's like their meditation. That's their, their, that's their time. That's when, you know, they wake up they're at four in the morning and go running. And, you know, I live in Flagstaff, Arizona. We're at 7,000 feet and we have a winter here. And there's been times where I'm driving to coach CrossFit at six in the morning and there's these people running in a blizzard. And I'm like, man, that's a level of dedication that I just don't understand. Because if I walk outside and it's snowing, like I either go back inside and get in my car, you know what I mean? I don't think, oh, shit, I should go running this stuff, you know? It's a. But they're um, like 80% of runners are injured and 70% of them are recurring injuries, you know? So they're, they're the most injured athletes on earth, it seems like.
1: Yeah, I mean, r- running definitely puts a lot of excess stress on the body. Um, you definitely got to ask yourself, like, why are you running? right. Just to get a workout, there's better ways with less stress to get a workout, um, to get your cardio up than running. Um, So you got to kind of keep the long-term view in in perspective. Like, what is your purpose of running? Like, are you doing it just because other people are doing it? Do you want to train for a marathon? And then the biggest thing is just being educated on the potential consequences that you could face if you're going to keep running like that and put that stress on your body, especially your knees, your joints. You know, it's just... Um you know, but people love it, and so it 's kind of you got to kind of find that balance
0: right and it's a, it 's also a highly technical skill and so there's a that 's the biggest thing with running is people just think that they can buy running shoes and then just start doing that, but you know it 's important to figure out how to run and learn how to run because there's people that run hundreds of miles a week and they 're not you know that but recovery is a really important part of that and so um the technique i think is the most important part and that's where people are really lacking and you know just from all the education that i've taken and um just driving down the road and watching these people run i can start picking apart where they're hurting and though that guy has knee pain on the inside of his knee that guy has knee pain on the outside of his knee she has low back pain you know what i mean and i can tell and, you know, it's hard for me not to just stop all the time and just give people my cards. I probably should, but, you know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> trying to uh, figure out how to make that not weird is something that I'm trying to figure out right now.
1: You can give them my card. Maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe. Yeah, your knee hurts. I can tell. Here's my card, you know. Um, yeah, dang. Yeah, it's the uh, this taking care of yourself, I think, is so important. And I think that is – uh man, you got into a a really important industry because you're providing people with these phenomenal tools in order to help them take care of themselves. Because I think that there's a common misconception um, amongst the populace where they just assume that physical therapists, uh, chiropractors, massage therapists, uh, personal trainers are going to take care of you, but you have to take care of yourself. And these people are just guiding you on how to do it better.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's a very common misconception. Like your, your health is your priority. It's, it's up to you. It's not up to anyone else. So, um, and then having access to tools like this or having going to physical therapists, where they're going to point you in the right direction, but ultimately it's up to you yeah, to, right. to make decisions with regards to your health. So,
0: and that's a, it's a equal parts dedication right so the the dedication that you have to your sport the the is the same dedication that you have to have to yourself, because you know uh both you and I have most likely not taken care of ourselves as much as we should, although you know just thinking that we're working out and training on a regular basis is quote unquote taking care of ourselves, but it's almost um, more critical to do it more often than you're actually training, right? So like the way that I look at it is I work out like an hour a day. And so I should spend more hours recovering from that workout than I do actually doing the activity.
1: Yeah, 100%. And if I had to bundle health, fitness, everything all into one, if you had to focus on one thing, you could probably improve your overall health just by focusing on your diet Yeah, massively. That's the biggest thing, like huge misconception today that Oh, you can just go eat like shit and then go burn off the calories on a treadmill. Like that's not how it works.
0: Yeah. You
1: don't even have to exercise that much if you're going to eat properly and and just eat natural foods that come from the earth. Something that looks like it should be there um, is a great way to start and try to refrain from anything that's in a package, anything that doesn't look natural to you because you're not supposed to be eating that. It's not going to be helpful for you.
0: Right. I like to say, uh, eat things that need light to survive. You know, like if you're, if you're, I don't know, just the the amount of garbage that people eat and I'm so guilty, so guilty. But the problem is, is that it's, it's so readily available and it's so abundant. Like just all this garbage food is just everywhere. You know, like you can't, you know, buy groceries, you can't go to a gas station. You can't go watch a movie. You can't do anything with just being inundated with terrible food and you know, just realizing that sometimes you're going to slip and that's okay but you you shouldn't like so my problem is like if i go to breakfast and i have this plan of just getting like eggs and bacon or whatever and then i see pancakes i'm like oh i'm going to eat a pancake then i get that idea in my head well i screwed this meal up so i can just screw up this whole entire day you know what i mean and then it just kind of translates into the whole entire week and then you're just eating bad again you know so For sure, just have that, you know, cheat meal or whatever you want to call it. And then just eat better throughout the rest of the day. You don't have to ruin the whole entire day of eating.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's, uh, you can obviously have a cheat meal every now and then. Um, I think the biggest thing is just to be educated that, you know, you can do it every once in a while. But if you continue doing it, it's only going to hurt you. And I think it's important to control the controllables when it comes to your health. Your diet, your sleep, your nutrition, hydration, supplementation, physical conditioning, mental conditioning—all that stuff is is up to you, and you have control of that. Um, eat your cheat meal if you're at, you know, like your wife's party or something, and yeah. you're offered food and you feel like you can't, you know, turn it down, something like that. Yeah. But at home, you're cooking. Like, there's no excuse to eat like food that you shouldn't be eating.
0: Right. Yeah. It's. Th- yeah. So basically what we're talking about is discipline here, right? So it's, uh, if you want to be a better human, you have to be a disciplined human. So you have to work out, you have to manage your recovery. You have to be eating healthy all the time. Um, and you know, instead of like, you can have like a dessert instead of having like a whole entire cheat meal, right? Like you can, it's, it's just all about managing that stuff. And so the hard, the, in starting a business, same way. You got to, if you wake up early, then you have more time to read and educate yourself before you get started with your day. And it's just, discipline is, is where it's at. And the the way that I uh, talk about discipline is if you do the stuff that you don't want to do, then you're more disciplined essentially.
1: Yeah. I mean, 100% it's different for everyone. Um, I think having a long-term growth mindset helps with that discipline too. Um, For me, I'm not too worried about today or tomorrow. I'm always planning for, 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the line. So that kind of helps me guide my decisions in accordance to my values uh, that I make. Um, and that's what helps me stay on track and stay disciplined.
0: Right on. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about your business. So then, um, so do you give yourself some uh, specific hours that you work during the week or are you just kind of working every day or how's that working out for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I work probably 80 hours a week. It's full time, full you know, I put everything I have into it now. I feel like if I invest a lot of my time and um, assets into it up front, then it'll pay off in the long term. So um, that's just how it is with, with entrepreneurship when you're starting something on your own.
0: Right. And then, uh, so what time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? Cause you, you mentioned sleep cause that's really important. And that's, that's a uh, one thing that's really hard for people to get is, uh, is a steady sleep schedule. So uh, let's talk about that real quick.
1: Sure. I mean, uh, I'm one of those people that's very hard to get. Um, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, I still have hip pains, I still have back pain. So, um, I prioritize my sleep. And so I try to get six to eight hours. Um, and so my schedule kind of varies around when I sleep. Some nights I'm up till two, some nights I'm in bed at 10, 12, whatever. I try, if I would, if ideally speaking, I would stick to the same schedule every day, but, um, you know, I think everyone's kind of in a similar situation that you can't really control that. Um, I try to get up around six or seven though, work out first thing in the morning, uh, come back, eat a breakfast, start my day, check my email, make some calls, um, uh, in the morning and then you know, quick lunch, make some more calls, emails, follow up. Uh, and then anything that comes up, just work on that outside of normal business hours. And then, uh, do it all over again the next day. So
0: right on, man. And, uh, so let's talk about your, so how long ago was your second surgery?
1: Uh, second surgery was my senior year. So it would have been 2017 and then okay. I came back in 2018 in the next fall.
0: Okay. And then, so, and you're still having kind of low back and hip pain as a result from those injuries.
1: Yeah, so I've, I've been having problems with, like, uh, some sort of sciatica down by my vertebrae. Um, I think primarily due to my glute medius uh, on my left side not firing as much as it should be. So that yeah. um, don't know. It's a tiny muscle on the side that keeps the, the pelvis positioned correctly when you're walking and running. So when they do the hip surgery, the labrum surgery, they cut through that, and it um, takes a while to build back up. So I'm still working on that.
0: Yeah. So then, and I just feel like it's such a constant effort. Cause like I said, my wife's dealing with that too. And she's been about, um, a year out of her surgery. Um, so do you, um, just primarily use your tools or do you still go to like a massage therapist or a physical therapist or anything like that?
1: I just use my tools. Um, ideally, you know, I'd, I'd go to a physical therapist. if I could, Yeah. In, but I, I don't really need to like, if I was still playing, I might, but um, it's to the point where it's good enough to where I can use these tools to, yeah. to help with my muscle tightnesses when I need them. Um, and it's important to, I've had the benefit, if you will, of going through it. So I know which muscle groups I need to target in order to kind of rebalance myself. Um, so it's important for people, if you're going to use a tool like foam roller or massage gun to know what you're doing, not just to turn it on and start mashing away because right. it, actually do you more harm than good if you don't know what you're doing. Right. Uh, but we actually provide routines that um, just general full body foam rolling routines um, that you can do. And then there's also tons of resources like we talked about on the Internet of people, uh, verified uh, trainers, massage therapists that know how to use the guns and um, make sure that uh, you're using it properly.
0: Yeah. And then you have uh, you said you had a blog on your website as well. Is there a lot of information there as well?
1: Yeah, we have, we post uh, once or twice a week. Um, okay. On all things fitness. So if anyone has any recommendations, feel free to write me and I'll try to write something on that.
0: Right on. And then, so are you just uh, operating out of your house, out of your garage? Or uh, do you have like a, a, a retail space or what are you working on right now?
1: Yeah, just operating out of my parents' garage right now. Uh, right
0: on. Yeah. Amazon style. Apple did that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll see. We'll see. Maybe right.
1: Jeff Bezos.
0: maybe i don't know man that guy's i was just thinking about that the other day that guy you know he's like producing movies and tv shows and stuff that's crazy just like you know just thinking about like this guy started out of a bedroom in his house selling books and now he has this like crazy empire where i think he's even making rockets now like he's trying to like compete with uh uh who's the tesla guy Elon. Yeah. Elon Musk. Like that just is bonkers to me. So that's like, I don't know. I guess we all kind of tend to put ceilings on what our businesses should be achieving or what can be attainable. But then that guy's like, no, I'm just going to take over the whole entire world. Apparently like
1: yeah. no, it's, he's, uh, he's the epitome of having a growth mindset. And um, I've definitely, learned a lot from him and how he treats the customers and prioritizing the customer. So, uh, he's definitely one of the, one of the top entrepreneurs that I like to learn from.
0: Yeah. Just, I don't know. Someday you're just going to, well, I guess I'll just build a rocket and go to Mars. I guess like, it's just, that's just not even in my, in my head right now. You know, like um, my whole focus right now is really on uh, education. I started, um, An education course with a friend of mine named Andy Shea called Rethinking Movement. And it's just really uh hyper focused on assessment and how um, you know, every joint affects every other joint and um, you know, core stability and breathing mechanics and then um teaching people how to uh program for their athletes based off of what their uh, pain is and what their physical limitations are and then how to progress them once they start to get better because you know like movement is how we determine if what we're doing is working. Right. So like if you use your tools and then you can't get up off the ground, then you didn't do it right. And you need to figure out what you did wrong. Right. Because if you, you shouldn't be in more pain after you work on people or people work on themselves, you should be in less pain. You should be able to move better. You know, so that's what we're looking for is that "Ah, I feel better. And, great and then we'll figure out how to progress you to where you're no longer in pain you know so that um and then working on like online massage education um is really important to me because there was a lot that I wish that I learned in school that I didn't actually learn um so just really focusing on that um and just you know kind of expanding my universe out from uh just massaging people so now you know massaging and training and how to blend those two things and so you know, just having that growth mindset of what can I do better and what's missing in the industry that where's that gap that I can fill and, and how can I expand it to make my thing more unique than everybody else's? Because that's essentially what we're all trying to do. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I think there's a huge gap for, um, verified sources of how to use the massage guns and yeah, if if you could, Provide value to people that way. I think that'd be a tremendous uh, opportunity for you.
0: Yeah, and the, the massage guns, I think, are really important because there's, I think, there's a there's the idea that that could be the end all be all, but it's not really. You know what I mean? And then this, you know, there's there's stuff that's happening in your body that needs to be addressed, and um, you know, like the if if you have like inflamed nerves that are coming out of your spine, then you should understand what those symptoms are and just beating it to death with a massage tool is not the way to go or, you know, rolling in like a lacrosse ball or whatever it is, you know, because that nerve is inflamed. And if you're, if you, if you keep working on it with whatever tool that you're choosing to use, this is goes for like massage therapists and their thumbs and elbows too. Then that's going to cause more harm than good. You know, so that's, you know, one of those things where if somebody lays on the table and they have an inflamed nerve in their low back and then you're digging your elbow in there because that's what massage therapists are trained to do, then that's going to inflame the nerve more and then they're going to be hurting worse and they might not even be able to get up off your table. And so I think um, it's just really important to understand that, you know, sometimes the tools aren't the end all be all and you need to go see. A professional like a chiropractor because there might be a serious issue going on there
1: right and the onus there is still on you like yeah you know, your massage therapist's is help is doing what they can but you can't trust them to you know they're certified and everything but um you have to know your symptoms and you have to be on top of it so um most most massage therapists should have a good idea if it's your nerve or if it's a muscular issue so um don't want to you know, kind of go against what they're doing or anything, but, right. um, and the tools help the massage therapist a lot too, without, you know, they put a lot of stress on their hands their knuckles and, um, being able to have access to guns and that, uh, kind of take away the, the pressure on, on themselves and, um, can still give a good muscle massage at, maybe even a higher intensity than what they could provide themselves is a great asset to have for them. And uh, I think a lot of people altogether will benefit as long as they're used correctly.
0: Right. Right. Like we were saying, so, you know, cause that's a huge thing is um, I think uh, massage therapy is really hard. Like you said, on the body and on the hands. And so any kind of relief that you can give yourself to add longevity to your career is incredibly important. Because, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, massage therapists that I went to school with five years ago that are, you know, finding different stuff to do because they beat their body up so bad, just, you know, cause they refusing to use tools or just not even expanding their practice into whatever tools could potentially help them.
1: That's, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, it's crazy to think that your career could be shortened because of that. So, yeah. Anything to do, anything that you can do to prolong your career in any industry is something that, again, it's on you to research. If the tools are out there and it's proven to positively benefit your career, then you should, even if you have to make an investment financially, it's going to reward you in the long term. So right. always having that growth mindset is another thing that comes back to you right there. Like you might have to pay a little bit more up front, but it's going to, you're going to make five, 10 extra years of income down the line. Right. You, you're smart about
0: it. Right. But then you can use the tools, that, like we've been saying, you can use the tools to recover yourself as well. Because, you know, the just the, the constant use of your hands and your thumbs, especially. I remember when I first started out, I had to figure out how to not use my thumbs as much because I started to, uh, you know, just have just insane joint pain to where I would come home and have to ice my hands because they were just getting beat up so bad. So that's how you start to evolve your techniques and start to, to use those tools. Like I was saying, and, and, you know, get that figured out. Um, what, what's your uh, next step? What's, what do you have kind of going on in the pipe? Cause like you, we keep talking about that growth mindset. So I know you're not just satisfied with the tools that you're providing right now. So what's next on the table for you?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential. Um, Anything that I use personally in my athletic career is what I want to get into. So um, I think there's tremendous value from recovery um, in terms of uh, apparel and compression apparel, specifically Um, compression pants, compression top. um, Those definitely, those both definitely help me. Um, I know like, TB12 has the, they have like their version of that. Yeah. Uh, is what I use personally and definitely found it helpful. Uh, um, but right now I'm just focusing on those two products and I think there's a tremendous opportunity to, I don't want to spread myself too thin. So um, try to focus on anything that revolves around that. Um, anything that I use, that's where I'm most passionate about is the active recovery, muscle, uh, Technology that's, yeah. that's kind of what I want to stick to. Um, but I'm open to, to getting into anything that I've I personally benefited from. So, anything as far as muscle recovery, um, like like stretch straps, anything like that, mini band, yeah. strengthen your glutes. Um, yeah. things that I personally found beneficial during my uh, six month recoveries are what I want to stay passionate about and stay. Um, committed to providing
0: right on Uh, do you have any plans in the future uh, of having any education courses to teach practitioners such as myself on how to use the tools and what's uh, where they're most effective and beneficial
1: yeah I mean we provide some education on our YouTube Um, I think that's primarily what it's going to continue to be okay Um, we love to to do in-person courses or demos if I could it's just finding the best way to do that uh, yeah I haven't thought about that too much so that's a great, that's a great question it's something that I'll definitely look into and um, I think you guys would definitely benefit from having access to that
0: yeah, yeah. and so you know that just speaking on the massage therapist side we're we're always looking for quality continuing education because we're required to take at least in Arizona, 25 hours every two years. And so if there's something that is really worth it and really exciting, that is, um, that is, uh, nationally recognized as something that would be counted as continuing education. then that's very beneficial for us and for you because, you know, that's just, uh, it's a consistent thing every two years that we need to take, you know, so that's where like rock tape is really good. Um, because they they provide a lot of education for us. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, man, I would highly recommend that. Um, you know, and it would probably be uh just, you know, from my perspective based on where you're at right now within your uh career, it'd probably be a couple of years down the road once you can kind of, you know, hire somebody else to do what you're doing now. Um man, yeah, that would be just be so beneficial for people especially um you know the the contraindications like we were talking about earlier you know because that's a that's a a huge fault that i had when i first started my career is there was stuff that i would make worse because i was just uneducated and you know if the if you're going in and stuff is getting worse and muscles are tightening up more then that's a protection mechanism and you might need to refer out and i think that that's uh really important for people, especially uh, beginner massage therapists, because that's the big thing is being afraid to refer out because then you're, you're scared that you no longer have that client and then you no longer have that income.
1: For sure. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely look into the continued education things. Definitely going to be a couple years down the line, but yeah, yeah. i was planning for that. So, um, I'll add that to the plans.
0: Right on, man. All right. So, uh, Man, that was a really interesting interview. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a blast.
0: Yeah, so uh, where where can people find you?
1: Sure, so you can find us at kingsfieldfitness.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at kingsfieldfitness, Twitter at kingsfield underscore fit. Uh, you can also email us at kingsfieldfitness at gmail.com if you have any questions or if you have any um, blog posts that you'd, you'd like me to, to research and write about at entertain anyone who had interest in a specific topic. So, um, feel free to reach out to me there.
0: Right on. And, uh, what books do you recommend to people?
1: Um, I, I just recently read, uh, how to win, how to win friends and influence people. Nice. Uh, great business book. Um, seven habits of highly uh, effective people. Um, any Gary Vee book is awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm currently reading a, a book called think how to think fast and slow. It's yeah. like a book, So, um, very high level stuff, uh, intellectually and, um, but you can apply a lot of those principles to business. So, um, those three are what I've recently read and uh, what I'd recommend the most right now.
0: Yeah. That's a, those are books that are recommended by a lot of people. So if you're reading those, you're on the right track
1: yeah and keep reading and keep rereading so right on all right yep. thank
0: you again i appreciate you
1: yeah thanks for having me on i appreciate it I had a blast
0: right on man we'll talk soon right
1: all right take care yeah.